Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Edwin. I want to keep talking about Psalm 29, the voice of the Lord. All right, let's read it from the New King James Version of the Bible. The voice of the Lord. Psalm 29, a psalm of David. Give unto the Lord, O you mighty ones, give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due to his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord is over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. Yes, the Lord splinters the cedars of Lebanon. He makes them also skip like a calf. Lebanon and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord divides the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth and strips the forest bare. And in his temple, everyone says, Glory! The Lord sat enthroned at the flood, and the Lord sits as king forever. The Lord will give strength to his people, and the Lord will bless his people with peace. The voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord. It is a powerful, powerful, powerful um, sound. Powerful thing. It's just, it's thunder pales in comparison to the voice of the Lord. And that's really what this psalm is trying to get across. We talked yesterday about just the imagery, just being outside in the storm, being the person who has strapped themselves to the the lamppost so that as the tornado or the hurricane passes by, they don't get sucked away. They just get to experience the storm. I've heard stories like that. That's 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 the storm that's going by. And this, well, is, and this is God. Talking about being able to splinter the cedars of Lebanon, you were telling a story about a storm you experienced in Kansas. And this puts to my mind a, a tornado, the after effects of an EF5 tornado that I witnessed in North Alabama. Um, and, and it was the same kind of oh, deal yeah. Yeah. to where houses were gone off of their foundations in this big forested area, all the trees, it was like someone had just pushed them over. Yeah. I mean, lane flight, it was just amazing. And the cedars of Lebanon are just legendary for their size. Mm-hmm. And they were very commonly tried to be used for construction because yeah. of their size. They would be used for the temple. That was the Both quality temples. wood. That's right. Both temples. Both temples. Uh, first and second temple. So the the interesting thing here is there's multiple layers on this psalm. Mm-hmm. And yesterday we talked about the first layer. And the first layer is I'm outside in the storm and I realize that the thunder, the lightning, this is this is a taste mm-hmm. of the power of God. Mm-hmm. This is if I if I think this is something I really need to think about the God who is behind it, yes. who is in control of it. So there's yes. that first layer, just the. I'm outside, I'm in the storm, this is the voice of the Lord. But as it tells this story, it tells it in a way that reminds us of other things. And so it gets us to at least a second layer. And it makes us think, or it should make us think, of the voice of the Lord at creation. 
We we should be yeah. thinking about how. I mean, how did the whole world get here? It certainly does. And, you know, and I love the building the bridge, the power of the storm, to the word of the Lord, the God behind it, and the power of that word. And while the storm is so destructive, this raw power that splinters trees, the voice of the Lord begins by being constructive, creating everything that we know. And there's this connection throughout this psalm to water and and the role that water played in this creation. So creation begins, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And so that's that's where the whole thing begins. Right. It's God over the waters. And mm-hmm. that's where this storm begins. The voice of the Lord hovering over the waters. The glory thunders. The Lord mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. many waters. The Lord is powerful. The Lord is majestic. That really should give us a picture of creation. Though I will admit this word for voice is not used in Genesis chapter one. Okay. But what we have is the Lord over the waters and he's creating, but how does he do it? He, he does it. He speaks. He speaks it into existence. The Lord says, let there be light. Mm -hmm. And there is light. And then as you look at this creative process, even in verse six of Genesis chapter one, and God said, let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters. And he let it separate the waters from the waters. And God made the expanse and separated the waters that were under the expanse from the waters that were above the expanse. And it was so. And God called the expanse heaven. And there was evening and there was morning the second day. And God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth earth and the waters that were gathered together he called seas and God saw that it was good God is lord over the waters mm-hmm. he is the one that told those waters where to go and they went there yeah he's the one that said <laughs> divide up and we're going to have waters above and we're going to have waters below and then mm-hmm. he's the one that said i want you to gather into this one place and we're going to have land come land. forth yeah and this is really a pushback honestly, to some of the ancient mythologies that surrounded the nation. A lot of people like to go back and say, oh, Genesis is just like these Babylonian myths. And they'll talk about Tiamat and I can't even remember all their names, Marduk and Tiamat and and all those. But what this really pushes against is that there was not a couple of gods that that were there and separated. There was God. Right. And God told the water where to go. Mm-hmm. And the water went there. Mm-hmm. And God told the light where to shine. And the light shone. And God told the animals where to be formed. And they were formed. And he told the fish where to swim. And they swam there. And he told the birds where to fly. And they flew there. And he told the sun and the moon and the stars where to show up. And they showed up there. He is God over all of that. He's not some mirror image of these other gods out there. He is the king of all gods because we understand he's the only God. There's no other God that competes with him. And everything he created was good. There are these strange ideas about God and about spiritual beings. Uh, I'm thinking about some particular heresies in the early church with Gnosticism, but the story that the God that made the earth was a bad God and all physical things are bad. No, there is one God. There aren't multiple gods. And look what he made. Everything was good. He spoke it into existence and it was good. It was very good. By the time he was done, he thought it was very good. It's a wonderful thing. Now, here I think is what's really important for us to recognize this layer of the psalm. And that is 
we find the voice of God at creation. And while that word is not used there, we can't help but hear it. He said, let there be light. He said, let the waters be divided. He said, let there be an expanse. He Mm -hmm. does this. And what's fascinating is everything he spoke happened. Well, I see that in Psalm 29, 4, the voice of the Lord is powerful. Everything he speaks happens. Everything he speaks happens. So the voice of the Lord, every single thing listened Mm. and heeded the voice of the Lord. The light heeded the voice of the Lord. The waters heeded the voice of the Lord. The animals heeded the voice of the Lord. The vegetation heeded the voice of the Lord. Everything heeded the voice of the Lord until... Mm, except in Genesis chapter three, when God is rebuking Adam, Genesis three seventeen, and to Adam, he said, because you have listened to the voice of your wife. Now that is our word mm-hmm. voice. That's the same word. You listen to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you. You shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you in pain. You shall eat of it all the days of your life, thorns and thistles that shall bring forth for you. And you shall eat the plants of the field by the sweat of your face. You shall eat bread till you return to the ground for out of it. You were taken for you are dust and to dust. You shall return. Everything heeded the voice of the Lord until we got to Adam. Mm-hmm. And Adam, instead of heeding the voice of the Lord, heeded the voice of Eve. Mm-hmm. And God calls him on it. You you listen to her voice. And of course, the implication, and, and maybe it's not implication, maybe it's just explicit. You were supposed to be listening to my voice. Everything else up to this moment has been listening to my voice, right. except you, Adam. Right. And now because you refuse to listen to my voice, all of this good creation has now become corrupted. Mm-hmm. You have become corrupted. What a, what a stern warning about whose voice we listen to today. We are supposed to listen to the voice of the Lord. There's another interesting story. As we move through Genesis, we actually get to Genesis um, chapter 16 and verse 2. In Genesis chapter 16, we have a repetition. Mm-hmm. In Genesis 16, 2, now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children. She had a female Egyptian servant whose name was Hagar. And Sarai said to Abram, behold, now the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. Go into my servant. It may be that I shall obtain children by her. And Abram listened to the voice of Sarai. We've actually got Abram making the same mistake Adam did. Mm -hmm. Instead of listening to the voice of the Lord, he is listening to the voice of someone else. I I don't think we need to make the connection that both times I know it happens to be their their wives. That's not the point. Unfortunately, folks probably try to make that point. It's the fact that they're listening to the voice of someone other than God, Mm -hmm. the voice of someone other than God. But here's the really powerful thing. In Genesis chapter 22 and verse 18, In Genesis chapter 22 and verse 18, as God is talking about Abraham, and in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. So Abraham heard and obeyed the voice of the Lord. We've got the early faltering of Abraham as he struggled in his faith. He was growing, but now that this now that God has come to him and said I want you to sacrifice your one and only son Isaac, he does it. Mm-hmm. And God says, because you have obeyed my voice, I'm going to bring about a nation through you that will be a blessing 
for all nations. Think about the contrast. Adam obeys the voice of someone other than God, and it brings a curse on the entire earth. Abraham obeys the voice of the Lord, and it opens the path for God's blessing on every single nation. And if it's not enough to say it once, it gets said twice. In Genesis chapter 26 and verse 5, Genesis 26 and verse 5, Uh, Let's back up to verse four. I will multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven and will give to your offspring all these lands. And in your offspring, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes and my laws. So there the covenant is repeated for Isaac, but it goes back to Abraham's obedience to the voice of the Lord. And that's that's the key. Notice the contrast. Adam obeys someone else's voice, it brings curse. Abraham obeys the Lord's voice, and it brings blessing, and it brings blessing on all nations. And we need to recognize, as we consider this voice of the Lord here, this, this is what's supposed to be called to mind, the history of his voice, all the way back to creation, and then how that played out mm-hmm. as people either listened to it or didn't listen mm-hmm. to it. In fact, this psalm written during the time of the kings, if uh, you know David, one of the very first ones, that's going to be one of the dis- differences between all the kings, the ones who listen to his that's voice versus point. the ones who don't. Mm-hmm. Israel, when they listen to his voice, Israel, when they don't listen to his voice. So what's that mean for us? Mm-hmm. Got to listen to the voice of the Lord. If we want cursing, we can listen to all the other voices. (laughs) If we want blessing, Mm -hmm. we listen to the voice of God. Oh, wait a minute. Have we heard that before in the Psalms? (laughs) Isn't that how the Psalms began? Yeah. (laughs) I I know it didn't use the word voice, but blessed is the man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked. Don't listen to the voice of the wicked. Listen to the voice of the Lord. It has always been that way. Listen to the voice of the Lord. What great encouragement for today. We'd be encouraged by hearing what you're learning as you're reading in the Bible. Send us an email and share. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's have prayer, Edwin. Holy God, your voice is frightening. Your voice is comforting. Thank you for your voice. May we always listen to it and bring glory to you. Through your son, Jesus, the word we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.